Today in Security from Wired. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off US versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous US China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. A devastating ATM hack swept the world and finally hit the U.S. By Lily Hay Newman. In July 2016, ATM hackers in Taiwan raked in more than $2 million using a new type of malware attack that manipulated machines into spitting out tons of cash. The method, dubbed jackpotting, quickly spread across parts of Asia, Europe, and Central America, resulting in tens of millions of dollars of stolen cash. By November 2016, the FBI issued a warning that well-resourced and organized malicious cyber actors have intentions to target the U.S. financial sector using this approach. But it took a year for the attack to arrive stateside. This week, the Secret Service began warning financial institutions about a rash of jackpotting attacks across the U.S. and the threat that more could be coming. In a jackpotting attack, hackers, often dressed as technicians to deflect suspicion, penetrate an ATM's physical and digital security, install malware, establish remote access, and set it up to display an out-of-order screen. With those hardware and software modifications in place, another attacker can approach the compromised ATM and stand with a bag while co-conspirators remotely instructed to dispense cash. In past incidents, law enforcement observed a cash flow rate of 40 bills every 23 seconds. So far, jackpotting attacks in the U.S. have largely targeted standalone ATMs, like the ones you might see at pharmacies or big box stores, and have already cropped up in numerous regions, including the Pacific Northwest, New England, and the Gulf. ATM manufacturers, financial institutions, and law enforcement agencies are now scrambling to defend the 400,000 ATMs in the U.S. against further jackpotting attempts and to figure out what took it so long to get here. While there's no way to give a definitive answer, there are two predominant schools of thought, says Secret Service Special Agent Matthew Quinn. First, financial fraud is cyclical. Attack one region, locally or globally, and move on before apprehension or after law enforcement exposure. The second also revolves around ease of entry. Organized transnational criminal groups may first target a region with less law enforcement presence and less restrictive means of entry. 
The U.S. has extensive law enforcement capabilities, making other countries, particularly developing nations, safer training grounds for perfecting malicious techniques. But recently, jackpotting has been slowly easing into the U.S., Krebs on Security, which first reported on the Secret Service advisory earlier this week, also notes that there were some preliminary jackpotting attacks in Wyoming in November. The physical access component is crucial to why there haven't been more jackpotting attacks in the U.S., according to Daniel Regalado, principal security researcher at the Internet of Things defense firm Zingbox. In the context of developing countries, it's easy to open up the box. No one's going to spot you, or it's easy to bribe the cops. Physical access is not a problem, says Regalado, who has tracked jackpotting malware for years. When you come to the U.S., things are different. In five minutes, the cops are going to arrive, or they're already tracking you from a previous jackpot. ATM security is also stronger in the U.S. than in some countries because banks can afford to regularly upgrade their devices with new hardware and software protections. The ATM's attackers have hit in the U.S. so far all appear to be old models made by Diebel Nixdorf. And Regalado notes that when companies replace ATMs in moneyed countries, they often sell the old models to developing nations. Another reason, jackpotting is easier outside the U.S. The malware attackers have been using in these recent attacks, known as Plautus D, originated in Latin America and does have other variants that can target more recent models of ATMs from vendors beyond Diebold. But Regalado is skeptical that jackpotting will truly take off in the U.S. I don't understand, to be honest, why they're coming to the U.S. when it's so much harder to do the attacks than what they've been doing in other countries, he says. A jackpot in the U.S. is definitely better than one in an ATM in Mexico or another Latin American country because the currency is worth more, but there's a big risk of getting caught. Nonetheless, U.S. ATM security isn't stellar, even if it is above average. Jackpotting is nothing new. The manufacturers play cat and mouse but still haven't been able to fix it, says David Kennedy, the former chief security officer of Diebold, who now runs the corporate security consulting firm TrustedSec. ATM manufacturers should be protecting the product they sell, but also most of the security enhancements to ATMs are removed by banks or they won't pay for additional security on the devices. Most banks treat ATMs as standalone devices with few security controls. Diebold said in a client advisory on Thursday that customers should implement the same countermeasures the company has recommended during past jackpotting waves, like installing the latest firmware updates, using robust physical ATM locks, and adding two-factor authentication to ATM access controls. Diebold hinted, though, that many financial institutions may not have heeded this advice, noting that the recommendations should be deployed if not already implemented. While there are important software protections that manufacturers and financial institutions can implement on ATMs, like strict limits on a device's ability to run foreign code, Zingbox's Regalado argues that ultimately ATM protections need to be physical, since hackers are already relying on physical access to carry out their attacks. 
You can have the latest and greatest software solution, but with physical access, they figure out ways to remove the protections, he says. This is not a software problem. It's a hardware problem. In comparison to some other countries, communication about these types of threats, law enforcement action, and regulations all move relatively quickly in the U.S., thanks to specialized groups like the Federal Financial Institutions Examination Council. As a result, trusted sex Kennedy agrees that jackpotting isn't likely to be as widespread in the U.S. as the law enforcement warnings might make it seem. But the threat certainly merits precautions from financial institutions and can also serve as a vital reminder about the ongoing need to invest in strong ATM security. If you get a sketchy vibe off of someone loitering around an ATM for too long, tell someone, especially if you see them collecting a waterfall of cash. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.